Hello and welcome to another edition of the Producers Podcast. I'm Ty Fuji and I'm joined by Mr. Colin Zanker. What's up, Colin? Hey, man. Glad to be here. Glad to be talking to you on a, you know, just an interesting Colorado day. We've got a little bit of a lull. Yeah, a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a dreary day. Kind of, we, we can't see the mountains for, uh, like, what, four, fourth day in a row? because <laughs> no. yeah, all that smoke from uh, canada from alberta yeah they're they're coming down so hopefully everyone out there who's fighting it uh and trying to stop that is safe and yeah absolutely. You know, can get everything cleared up because uh it, it's supposed to be summer coming around the corner and it does yeah. not feel like it right now it feels well, like it's about to snow it looks well, it's, like it's, it's still spring snow. it's still spring but you know hopefully i haven't read much about the fire itself hopefully it's not like one of those big blazing oil fires that refuse to die yeah, there's something because like, it's 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 from Alberta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard there's something like 87 different ones. Oh Crazy. God, yeah, yeah, and it's only gonna get worse with summer coming up proper. Yeah, but, yeah. Hopefully, everyone, like I said, is safe out there and they can get everything under control so we can enjoy. But hey, Colorado sky. Hey, speaking of summer, speaking of summer, we're about to we're about to have a really fun one coming up here in in here in Denver. The Nuggets are going to the finals. It starts up June first. It's going to be a great, great time. But, you know, something all throughout the Lakers series really, really bugged me because I, I get a lot of, uh, I really love to interact online. I love to talk with a lot of people. And this one argument I saw really, 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 well, it, it, it annoyed me a lot, <laughs> sure, but it also really confused me. And it was a lot of people pointing out, but, but, but the Nuggets can't win. The, the, the ratings will go down. But the ratings, but. You know, it, it always bothered me. Like, what? What do you care? Like, what does the common man care about a bunch of billionaires' bottom line? Right? <laughs> like, what? What? Why do you care? Like, it, why should you care about you know, the ratings? If anything, that's a good thing. And and that that got me thinking. You know, the the NBA wants the Lakers to win. Like, of of course, a lot of people want the Lakers to win because they're the national brand, because they're the brand recognized across the nation. They're the golden child. They're the old money. Like, and and they, that got me thinking. There's the Lakers are going to be pushed out to a lot of people, and they're going to be exposed to a lot of people. And that's and there there are a lot of fans out there. Like, and, and that got me thinking, because in my own experience, I always always root for the underdog unless they're going against my team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, and that got me thinking, like, why, why wouldn't you want to root for the underdog? Why wouldn't you want to root for something new to happen as, as opposed to rooting for the old money, rooting for the team that's got, you know, 17 titles, right? You know, is, is there a reason, you know, like any good reason, aside from personal rooting interest, like aside from, you know, you grew up in LA, you have, you learned basketball from your, your dad, who's a Lakers fan, uh, you know, is is there any good reason if you're a neutral fan to root for the old money, to root for the favorite? Well, and you you said some of this earlier. You know, LA has been around; they have all these championships. They and, have a fan base across the nation that people follow, and so and yeah, they're the, the second biggest market in the nation. Yeah, and so naturally, they're going to have a larger fan base than a Denver Nuggets. The problem comes when we're talking specifically about like the Nuggets and Denver, which you know we've called it you know a flyover city so many times for sports where which there's is, just no like no respect. Yeah, which <laughs> is ridiculous. Den- Denver's a top twenty market, and <laughs> funny thing when we say flyover, DIA is the third most active airport in yeah. the U.S. Like one of the one of the top five airports in the world. 
Yeah, and it's it's really crazy to think because Colorado has had a lot of very good teams and even great teams, and it took so long for anybody to become, you know, and football is the biggest uh, controversy or or whatever you, the biggest. The biggest, the biggest show in town. Yeah, but it's, it's also the biggest show, you know, it's the biggest thing that shows the difference in between, you know, where Denver is on a national spectrum because it took so long for the Broncos to get a player in the Hall of Fame. And there were guys that were, you know, a punter got in before any Bronco got in. And, and Ray Guy was a great punter, don't get me wrong. But, you know, when a punter gets in, when even national media are saying that, you know, these other players for the Broncos should be in before that. It, it just goes to show where Denver sports are on the spectrum and what the markets do. And so, you know, going back to the original question with, should you ever root for the old team? The problem is that these teams, whether it be the Lakers or a New York Knicks, you know, Dodgers, Yankees, you Bulls. Can go, Bulls. I mean, Bulls made their name really, you know, with Jordan uh, in the 90s. And so you go through you go through these years and where these fan bases are and they're huge and they're, you know, and they're very large. So yeah, ratings are going to go down, but is there a reason to root for the favorite? Yeah. Just as a pure viewer, you know, sometimes, yeah, because sometimes the favorite is they might not be your favorite team, but they have players you like. I can go back to even times that would LeBron. I liked LeBron early on. I, I did. I, I wanted, I wanted to see greatness and I wanted LeBron to be great. Now, this is all pre-Miami days, but I was rooting for LeBron to be great. I was rooting for him to do things as long as it wasn't against Carmelo Anthony and the Nuggets at that point in time because, you know, they were obviously the same draft class. And uh, congrats on Melo on 19 years in NBA just uh, announcing his retirement. But I was rooting for those teams because I wanted to see some form of greatness. There's also the times where, yeah, you want to see something new. But sometimes greatness and the favorites can be, you know, the popular pick can be the one that you want to win. I think back to Peyton Manning winning, winning his first Super Bowl, you know, with the Colts. He, they were the favorites, but they also weren't a hated team. You know, it was kind of like, what? why can't these guys get over the hump? It was so long and so many trials and tribulations. And I think the hatred and not wanting to root for someone comes from their amount of success compared to your team's success. And when your team doesn't have that success, you're jealous. And you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even as just a pure viewer's standpoint, my, my thing is, man, I've seen this before. I've, I, I, I don't want more of the same. I want, I want more guys to step up. I want the entire league to shine. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to see Lakers Celtics for the 18th time, yeah. literally. Uh, I, you know, why, why can't the, you know, why can't the, the Nuggets? Why can't the Suns even for the first time ever? Why can't the magic makes yeah. magic? You know, it, it's <laughs> yes, the rim shot. Um, you know, I, 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 and I felt this all throughout the Patriots dynasty too. Like I, I didn't want the, I didn't want the Patriots to, get, to go to another Super Bowl. I wanted, I wanted that Jags team to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I wanted to see something new. You know, right? That, that's why. But was that also because of how the Patriots? Treated, you know, how they beat the Broncos a lot too. Is there, yeah, is there still some I, dislike there because of that? No, not really. Because, because actually, funny thing, the Broncos at the time were still, well, the only team Brady, Brady didn't have a winning record against. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they beat them in the playoffs. 
Yeah. <laughs> they still be in the playoffs too to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, when when if finally yeah. got to that point. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of the most recent stuff was Broncos beat, beating the Patriots in yeah. the playoffs. Uh, a lot of that was commonplace for me. But you know, I I just I'm I always root for the little guy. I, I and grand I uh, I get I do get uh you know likable players like Steph Curry. No matter what, is very likable. Yeah. Like Le- it, you know, Peyton Manning is the most likable person in sports yeah. ever. Um, and, and there is something for appreciating greatness, like seeing something that's never happened before. I I, I get that. I really do. Like seeing that uh, perfect Patriot season. Now, granted, the fans would have been completely insufferable. Oh, right. But seeing that, seeing nineteen and zero, seeing a perfect season, another perfect season in our lifetime. Yeah, that would have been amazing. But, but, I think it's just a matter of too much of a good thing, you know? Like, root for greatness when it's new, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's been been going on for years, when it's been going on, like, once it hits the dynasty level, okay, thanks, go away. You, you've had your time in the sun, time to go away, and, and I was actually yeah. going to bring up um, I was going to bring up the Golden State Warriors, too, because you're right. Steph Curry is a very likable guy. But then things happen where, like, for the Nuggets, mm-hmm. they have Andre Iguodala, and he all of a sudden decides to, you know, defect yes. and go over to the Warriors. All of a sudden, I don't like the Warriors anymore because one guy decided to go chase a championship from a Nuggets team that was they, – they were not the championship caliber level, but they were a very good team. But you you see that happen, and that's just how one thing can sway a fan's vote. So right, right, like you know, having you know, yeah, a hate old player, right? Like, like, and again, the Dubs are the perfect uh, example of this because for us Nuggets fans personally, it's Andre Iguodala, and it, not to mention that the rise of the Warriors coincided with the fall of the George Carl's Nuggets, yep. right? But there's also the fact that some players you just hate, you just hate some players because. They also have, like, the perfect team guy, right? The guy you'd love to have on your team, but you'd hate anywhere else. You have Draymond Green on that team, yeah. right? And and then the following year, they have the Kevin Durant mm-hmm. go to Chase Ranks with them. You have all, all this hateable, detestable guys. Okay, maybe detestable is a too strong a word. <laughs> it's not like they actually. It's not like they actually you know, did a dogfighting ring, but oh yeah, I'm. I, that that is actually personal. I I I loved Michael Vick. I, I actually liked the Falcons back in the day. Yeah. That, but I love dogs. That that was personal. And that and that one that ends it all right there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there could be these fun, really extremely fun teams, but you could, ha- but you could have these, you know, really hateable players on them, and that just ruins and kills the fun, and that that can make it so, you know, they're the favorite team. Like, there's greatness. They're fun to watch, but do you want to support that guy? Do you want to support the guy up top? Yeah, and that even that even goes back to my Peyton Manning comment. I mean, I I absolutely like I just I hated playing Peyton Manning because every time the Broncos played them, Peyton Manning would find some way to pick apart the secondary. I mean, there was one playoff game where he had like ten different receivers or t- combination of receivers, tight ends, yeah. running backs, and they just you know, he absolutely picked apart a team that had aspirations of going to the Super Bowl. And it's just like, man, we can't beat that guy every single time. And that, you know, even the Tom Brady. But I didn't 
I only disliked him because of how good he was, not because of you know the person or the, his character. So when he became a Bronco, it was easy to accept him because all of a sudden you have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever yeah, running you have your the team. Funniest dude in the NFL, who, who yeah, who is really likable and funny and still does great commercials for the Broncos. But as a Colt, it's like oh, I just I can't stand that guy. And so when you yeah. have that in sports, that's what I think makes people root for the other the other underdogs are finding you know finding someone or some reason not to like them but you know you kind of you hit the nail on the head once it kind of becomes a dynasty it's like okay you've had your fun now it's someone else's turn unless you're in that city because right now sitting here is the Denver Nuggets are getting ready to play either Miami or Boston you know it's like can this be the start of a dynasty will people finally start paying attention to the Nuggets will people finally start respecting the Nuggets and then when will that get old? Because yeah. we've, we've played the disrespect card enough. Is it going to take two championships or getting to two? Is it going to take winning the one for those things to happen? And then how soon will people start to pick apart why they don't like the Nuggets? Just like why I lost favoritism with the Golden State Warriors. Why I didn't cheer for LeBron anymore. Why I didn't you know appreciate right. you know the Tom Brady. You know Tom Brady even became a little bit more likable when he got to Tampa Bay. Yeah, he he started losing up. He started he was actually being kind of a kind of a cool guy. Yeah, he left the empire. You know, we saw a different side of him. And so to see to just strictly root for the underdog for me is not part of my DNA, but what I do find a reason to root for as far as, you know, the different teams is usually I have a personal interest in someone or some player or I become tied to a team in a different way because as we go along in the playoffs, you hear different storylines. You know, this last playoffs for the NHL after the Avs got knocked out, I heard just a really crap story about some Kings fans uh, and how they just mistreated uh, a little girl yeah, who was a, a cancer survivor. Fan. Yeah, like, yeah, they spat on her. Right? Yeah, yeah, they spat on her. Gave something her crap. You should, something you should never do to any human being, anyway. by the way. In in particular, a little girl. Yeah, you know who's who just be cancer. She's on her lifetime like dream trip. Just all these things, and all of a sudden, there was no way I was cheering for the Kings. You yeah. know, it, it wasn't even players or anything like that. But you get these storylines through the playoffs that make you cheer or root for one team or another. Even in the playoffs for the NFL this last year, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he's a Colorado kid. Yeah. The, the, the San Francisco 49ers might, might not be a favorite, or, or they might be a favorite, excuse me. But I'm still cheering for them because there's a lot of Denver ties with that organization. You go down, but oh, yeah. the, the closest Dude. one feels like Christian McCaffrey, who, I mean, I think all of Broncos country wanted McCaffrey here, but we knew it was a pipe dream. Oh, the, all, all Broncos country <laughs> wanted the Niners here. They wanted Shanahan and Lynch here. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, and of course we want to root for McCaffrey because you know, McCaffrey, he went to school, to high school, like five minutes away from me. Yeah. Uh, oh, my brother partied with him. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, he was right by right by my house too. You know, I I grew up around South High School, so yeah, it's just you know you find these storylines, and sometimes those storylines lead lead you to liking the favorite, and sometimes the storylines lead you to not liking the favorite. But I think that where the rooting interest really comes from is that we'll go back to Lakers. We've seen it so many times, and unless you were raised as a Lakers fan, it gets old. The story gets old. The story. And not to mention all the adulation they get too. All of the all of the incredibly incredibly lopsided coverage, and 
not to put on the tinfoil hat, a lot of the officiating too. There, there is a lot of preferential treatment amongst the league itself too. And, and I think that's, and going back to your talk about storylines, there's a lot of preferential treatment in the NBA and, and, you know, to a lesser extent, the MLB, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of, of that. And I think, I think that's just something that the leagues really need to, need to get improved upon too. Because a lot of that's going to sway a, a lot of those storylines. A lot of that narrative is going to sway uh, fandom. It's going to sway yeah, coverage. It's, it's going to sw- sway just the overall health of the league, too, right? Because, the, you know, the Lakers lead everything. And and the Nuggets, they, they, they're they the afterthought. They're the... They're the footnote. Yeah, right? there's there's plenty of times where you sit there and you want to watch highlights of the Nuggets game, and unless you're watching a local broadcast, you're not going to get them. Yeah, you're right? you're alienating your own viewers, and you know, that, like in the NBA, you only get coverage when you earn it, right? Like, who the hell wants to go to San Antonio? Who the hell wants to talk about San Antonio, Texas? Well, Victor Webinyama is going there. We know that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but, but now, but now they have that, right? But Compare that to the NFL, right? Who can, who uh, market based on the teams, based on whatever narrative pops up, and they go in on that, and they go as hard as they possibly can. Like, like honestly, who on the national scale wants to talk about Kansas City, Missouri, right? <laughs> but now Kansas City is the darling of the entire yeah. league, right? Because the NFL knows, because the people, the, the marketing geniuses over there. They know exactly how to go in. They know exactly how to market, how to make these guys as likable as possible to as wide audience as they possibly can, right? And they know well, how to make, how to expose that, right? Well, and, and they, and I got two things here. So with KC, and they keep expanding those stories. They, the people still work at it. If you remember after they won the Super Bowl, there was a story for a good week, week and a half of is Andy Reid retiring? Is he done? You know, are are they yeah, the, are they the lovable walrus coach? Yeah, is he is he done? You know, they keep extracting these stories from these teams that you know we all follow and want to watch, and it's just like okay, okay, I'm interested, I'm interested, I'm interested. You got me, you got me, you got me. And the NFL does do a great job, but I want to go back to the Nuggets. And one thing you said there is that you have to earn it. The Nuggets were the number one team in the West, and we still have teams. I was watching, I was watching. Uh, a clip from a show earlier, or well, late last night, earlier this morning, whichever one you want to say. And Same it difference. Was, it was saying, I wish I had an opportunity to watch Nikola Jokic more. Like, dude, he has been around and he's been the MVP twice. I, You know, when these guys are saying, I didn't know they were this good. When I wish I had an opportunity. You could turn on or watch any of these highlights anywhere you want. Yeah. They're the number one team in the West. And how do you earn that? You know, how else, What you know, the Nuggets earned it. The Nuggets earned the number one seed. The Nuggets were the best team in the regular season. In they, the earned West. The, they earned the right to take the last month off. Yeah, which they definitely did. So why why is nobody watching them still? It's because the narrative, the ratings, the things you say are all pushed towards, you know, those other, you know, big names. The Lake, you know, the LA teams, even the Clippers seem to get more coverage because they have the names like Kawhi and Paul George. And they're in L.A. And they're in L.A. You know, New York, whether it be the Nets. I mean, the Nets were the Nets got more coverage for how bad and ugly of a breakup that was than how good of a team the Nuggets had been all season. Yeah. And because the, they're in Brooklyn, because yeah. they're in New York, the number one market. So, 
yeah, as a Nuggets fan, as a Colorado fan, you get sick of it. And sometimes you do find yourself, if there's no reason to root for anyone else, then yeah, I'll go for the underdog because the Nuggets and Colorado teams have long been the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> but as a neutral viewer, and getting back to the original point, what do you what do you do if you're faced with a championship matchup? Will you get a team that has never won a ring before, who's never even been there before, versus a team that, that has been there before, that has won rings, right? As a neutral viewer, who do you root for? Oh, I, I want the first-timer because I want, I want to be part of witness to a team's history. I want to watch them do something that has never been done before. Yeah, and, and, that ties, and, and that's great because that ties back to witnessing greatness, witnessing something that you haven't quite seen before, Yeah, right? And, and, and I think that's just the central ethos of it, the central point, because I think that's, that's really what it is because the NBA, like a lot of, a lot of fans, they, they find comfort in the familiar. They find comfort and, and profit in, uh, in what's happened before, right? It's safe. It's pre-sold. But again, just having something that's adventurous, experimental, will always provide better entertainment, a better product, a better, you know, overall experience for, for your league and it'll improve overall league health with the parity. Right. Well, and even if you look back at the Final Four with San Diego State and their run, and even the University of Miami, yeah, uh, who had their run, you know, that was yeah, that you, was fun. I mean, that was fun to watch because you got you have these teams that, you know, they might have been better than their ranking, but you also had the talk of how did everybody get this wrong? How did everybody miss how good this team was? And you have a lot of different narratives, and that that made this one more exciting rather than just having the normal blue bloods. Oh yeah. You know, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and you know, take take another one, yeah, North Carolina, all like, in there. Like how many? How many? How much can you spin from Duke being there again? Right? Yeah, I mean, like, the how, story how, is how much? How first year gone? Okay, yeah, we've heard that. We've heard he's gone. Uh, that's good. We like, <laughs> but how much can you lean into the the hate narrative? Right? Yeah, and, and you know, there came good stories too because you have UConn that was uh, four four seed. Um, UConn having never lost in a national championship versus you know a team in San Diego State that had never been there. It was, it was one of those, it was one of those series where nobody expected, nobody saw it, or not many people, and I know not, um, nobody really expected the whole thing to play out like it did because there were no perfect brackets. But when you see something like that, it made it kind of must watch TV because it was like how how are these teams going to respond? And unfortunately, it turned into a blowout, which really wasn't must watch TV. Yeah. But the start and the lead up and was all a, great. And for a partial blue blood like UConn, you, even though they did go through some stuff, it's still they're still kind of a partial blue blood. Yeah. They've been there poor. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it was fun. But yeah, just the narrative. And like I said, I think when you're talking about rooting for teams or underdogs, it's, uh, you know, I, I really do think it goes back to who, you know, what what has affected you or what you've heard. Because right now, if it were the Phoenix Suns going to the championship, I wouldn't be rooting for the Suns. Yeah, probably not. You know, like because because, because they would have beaten the Nuggets. Yeah, because they would have beaten the Nuggets and because they have Kevin Durant well, and Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I, I, I do not like any of those players. Okay, well, l- l- let me go to a different team. That's fair because I, I understand that dislike for those guys. Let's say the Minnesota Timberwolves were there. You know, yeah, that, I still yeah. probably wouldn't be rooting for them because they had been the ones who knocked out the Nuggets. Honestly, it'd be even worse because they'd they'd be the first round knockout. Yeah, the, and they, and they, they, they'd be the Nuggets to the Supersonics. 
God. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 not to mention took the GM Tim Connolly is there in uh, Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah. There's well, yeah. That that that's also a personal tie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then again, Jimmy Buckets is extremely likable. Yeah. He's he's so much fun. Yeah, and, and you know we sit here right now with you know, June June first is game one of the play uh, of the uh, NBA uh, championship of the big dance. Yeah. And there's so much time in between here and there, and it's Boston and it's Miami. Both these teams have won. Obviously, in Denver, you know, I want the Nuggets to win, but I also don't really care who it is that the Nuggets face with with these pedigrees because right now, like, I look at it, and I don't know how anyone from the outside can look at this Nuggets team and not say that they're the team to win it all. You know, they they are the best team left in the playoffs. Or that they're the team they want to win it all, right? Yeah, well, and but people are gonna pick against them because they're the Nuggets. There's gonna be so much narrative about why it should be Miami or why it should be Boston. When in all actuality, the Nuggets are the best team left in the NBA playoffs. It doesn't matter if it's Boston or Miami. The Nuggets are better than both of them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, it's because it's all a matter of big market, right? It, it's all a matter of big market billing. Because Miami, it's also a top ten market, yeah. right? Uh, it, it's it's just a big mess. But and you have Boston, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, and you, they're you, and they're good. A, a blue blood, yeah, a blue yeah. blood, but also top ten market. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, I was, you know, talking about but t- you know these teams we'd root we'd root against for whatever reason. What is your guide? What's your general guideline for rooting for a team, right? What's what's your guidelines for rooting for or against any particular team that you're neutral on, right? I mean, rooting for or against a team, sometimes, uh, sometimes it goes down to how much I, you know, believe in some of the, some of their players. You know, if if they are likable, um, or if they have players I, you know, dislike for whatever difference of reasons. But I, I guess I can't really say I have an exact guideline. You know, in football, it's easy. In football, it's real easy because you got fantasy football going on. <laughs> and I got players playing in, which, in almost every single game, which gives me a rooting yeah. interest for a team to be winning or losing or closer. <laughs> which, by the way, that's a fantastic thing, too. Like, you know, that, that's another thing. Fantasy sports, fantasy football, fantasy basketball, that's a huge thing. Like, yeah. a, a huge thing to market your players, a huge thing to market your teams, right? Yeah, and so that gives me rooting interest for the regular season on a lot of these teams. And football, it's easy because, I I mean, I've played fantasy football since, you know, fax machine days. I, I, don't, I, oh, yeah, I that, played that, on a fax machine, literally. Yeah, that, that handshake that <laughs> I just learned about just a few weeks ago from my dad. Literally, it could a paper printout from the newspaper every week of the winners and losers from the fantasy football team. So it's been a long time and that now, I've played fantasy football. Yeah, now but it is, kept the me interested that, yeah, in now, teams on the East Coast that I wouldn't normally follow, especially back then. This is pre-internet. I'm aging myself, but this is pre-internet. But I would get the newspaper and look at what happened on games out on the East Coast. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't know what happened. You wouldn't know the result of the games till Tuesday. Yeah, and I would want to know every game, though. So I had a rooting interest to look at all of the sports, whereas when when we're in a market like this and the coverage is so centric, focused on one team, it -hmm. gets old. You know, it gets really old real quick. And same thing, we talked about the bias earlier. The Lakers series, when you see them getting six and a half on average more free throws than the Nuggets in a series, 
you know, when you see all the commentators saying, well, they're going to make a comeback. This is, this is their chance. It, it just like, why are you saying that to a casual basketball fan? It's like, you're not really giving good analysis. You're just throwing stuff at the wall. And that's what sucks about it is because when you, you know, when these guys can't see, you know, that this is, like I said, literally a better team. And I know I'm going off from where you originally said, but no, that, that's, that, that's what is, really sucks is that this is all good like stuff. you're, you're, you're getting this bad analysis when in fact, you know, the nuggets were the better team. And so that's, like I said, what gets old, it gets old for me, not rooting for, you know, to not root for a team. I don't want to hear about you anymore. That's, that's why I don't want to root for you. I'm sick and tired of you. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're, what you generally go for is likability and engagement, right? Yeah. Likability and interest. Like, is it, can I, do I, can I feel good about rooting for these guys? Like, can mm-hmm. Like, do I want to root for these guys, right? It's like the classic slobs versus snobs, right? Yeah. It, like like Animal House? <laughs> yes. Love that movie. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a mouthful of uh, whipped cream to do. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, get, get a guitar, bash against that wall over there. Uh, and also just interest, engagement. Like, okay, this is new. This is fun. Matter of fact, we're, we're attending a training based on social media who... Yeah. Who just who just talked about this? Like, you don't want the same repetitive thing every single time, every single day, every single year, right? You want something new. You want something different. You want something interesting. And and I'm kind of that that way too, right? I I I just want something new. I want something I have never seen before. I want something interesting. I want the new hotness, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't want some stuffy old tradition little thing tying tying me down, right? And this, this can even go back to me. I love baseball. And the one thing, you know, I I've talked about this before, but my quest to go watch the Rockies and see every stadium, watch the Rockies in every stadium, uh, in, in, uh, every major league baseball stadium. And as I go and do that this year and go through these, you know, the reason is because I won't spend money and you want to see something new. You want to see something great. We talked about stuff earlier. You always see, something that you, your mouth, your jaw just drops. And one of the reasons why I'm so mad at the Rockies and dislike and won't spend money at Coors Field is because they get rid of a guy like Nolan Arenado, who every single time you go to a game, you are about to see something that probably has never been done or you won't see again because of how good he was at third base. He would make plays on a nightly basis that would make your jaw drop. And yeah. that, that was phenomenal and that was great for the organization great for fans to see because it builds up energy it builds up excitement it's why like steph curry as an individual hasn't gotten old but the golden state warriors as a team have gotten old yeah steph absolutely. curry does stuff that i want to watch day in day out but i don't want to see the warriors win because of what they've done as an organization i want to watch nolan arenado every night no matter how bad the rockies are but i don't want to watch the organization so there, there's those ties there with like players you would see something great, and I, I I love witnessing great things, but I also just like the players that I like. Yeah, interesting. So, so you root for a team based on uh, a particularly your favorite player, but uh, but you'd root against the team him uh, based on that, or well, what, what's the dichotomy of that? So, so yeah, because, so, because I I know plenty of plenty of people who who love like I like one like uh, this family whose gym I go to. Their, their son's like my the little brother I never had. He okay. he loved loved Aaron Rodgers back in the day. He, you know he he was a Packers fan <laughs> instead of a Broncos fan, and like because he he loved Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers so much. Like it, it, and there's that thing like rooting for the players rather than the team because I'm the same way with Shohei Otani, right? Yeah, it, you know Shohei because 
he's got a name like me. He looks like me. <laughs> well, I, I guess I look like him. I wish. Right. <laughs> um, you can grow up one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe I'll you'll grow to be like six yeah, three, maybe two, whatever he's, he's Yeah, maybe I'll grabs. get those like leg implants. Maybe I'll get a diagnosis with scoliosis or something. I can get like a, a, a another foot. <laughs> um, uh, well, I mean, you but mentioned yeah, showing, but but, sh- but rooting for your specific players, like it, yeah, it's possible to root for the individual, right? In, instead of the the, the full team, because yeah. I was because even back in the day with with Ichiro, my favorite, yeah. No, well, and I, actually, the Angels, uh, Shohei and Mike Trout, I think, are getting a raw deal with the team that's been put behind them in, in so Los cheap. Angeles because they really should be, uh, you know, more focused. They should be challenging. You have the best player probably to ever play the game just simply because he's going to do it for longer than a guy like Babe Ruth did going, you know, playing in a stronger era, much stronger era, much stronger era. Um, I don't think he's drinking and smoking on the train like Babe did uh, on his way to every game. (laughs) his face with hot dogs. (laughs) Right. Um, So like, yeah, Ichiro or Ichiro, excuse me. Ichiro was same thing. I I cheered for him because it was cool. It was new. The things he did, the way he would do the slap, you know, slap the baseball and get to first and get out of the box. So, so, so so likable. Yeah. And same thing with Shohei and Trout. Like these guys are likable and I want them to do well. Like, I will cheer for the Angels right now. You know, if the Angels become some sort of dynasty and continue to win, yeah, maybe some of it gets old. But I really think these guys have also... But we'll kind always of su- appreciate the greatness, yeah, right? Yeah, they've, they've also suffered a lot yeah. to get to where they've gone to. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Like I said, I didn't like playing against him, but he suffered so many losses, so many heartbreaks, right. that when he finally won it, I was happy for him. So there is a likability yeah. factor. And, and going-, going back to a player that you kind of dislike now. Well, who I respect personally, but still dislike LeBron James. Yeah. Like all, all the way back to that Cavaliers run, and all the way back, you know, because the, the state of Cleveland has suffered for fifty years yeah. without a championship. Heartbreaking losses along the way, like the drive, the fumble, well, the catch. It's it's <laughs> it's fifty years of misery ended by the local kid, and it was such a great storyline. It was it's something we'd never seen before in our lifetimes, and it was something that. We could root for it. That was so likable just for the entire city of Cleveland so, to experience that. I got to ask you, were you happier for Cleveland or LeBron James there? Because I was personally happier for Cleveland because I didn't like how LeBron left and went to Miami. So I don't know. I don't know. Like that. That's how I felt. I was that, not. I was per, happy for Cleveland. Oh, personally, that's that's kind of a tough question because <laughs> I you could tell that this really did mean a lot something to LeBron. Yeah. You could you could tell it meant something. As the local kid who grew up a Cavaliers fan, but ultimately, I I, I am happier for the the Cavaliers as a as a franchise yeah. and Cleveland as a city. Yeah, that, see, and that's and that's where I stand. Like, yeah, it was cool; it meant something, but also it, it felt kind of tainted in a way. It, it felt like a little tainted for LeBron yeah. James winning a championship in his home city because he left to win one when when he had made so many straight championship games with the Cavaliers already, but he had to leave to win one, then bring everyone back, you know, people back with him. That, uh, so, like I said, I, I, it, not that I was no, like, no, it's, that, angry that LeBron won, but it was just like, eh, you, I was you happy, as happy as you could have been, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he I mean, had done that in his first three years, oh, my goodness, I would have been elated. Yeah, like, but, but that's your take. That like, This is mine. <laughs> but uh, that's that's about all the time we have for here. Oh, yeah. Hey, but, but, hey are the it, Nuggets going to win it all? I'm not going to call anything because everything, because literally 
I think I, I am a jinx. Every, every single time I wear a jersey to a game, for a game, th- the team loses. Every t- single time I call something, the team loses. I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm just going to enjoy the win of the Lakers for now. Okay. And I'm, and I'm just going to... Uh, and my stress is going to shoot up through the <laughs> roof, through the stratosphere when June first comes, man. Well, from from the man who said the Lakers were go- or the Nuggets were going to sleep sweep the Lakers in the last series and was correct, I will tell you the Nuggets will win this championship. It depends on who they're playing, but they are going to win it all. They ah. they are they are the abs of last year. This is destiny. They are the best team around. So <laughs> Nuggets are winning it all. I'll tell you the next time I'm around uh, I, in how many games because yeah, I, I'll be right again. <laughs> I, I, I love it. If you're right, man. Uh, and I I love it. The the better team, the more likable team, the team that has never done it before, winning it all, the man Colin Zanker calls it. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and have a great day.